The Toledo Bar Association First Gen Lawyers Podcast shares conversations with established first-generation attorneys. We are fortunate to have many accomplished lawyers and judges in Toledo who were the first in their family to attend college or law school. Join us to hear how our colleagues overcame obstacles and what they learned along the way. Hello to everyone listening out there. Uh, I am Carl Strauss, an attorney here in town with Owens Corning, and I am co-hosting this podcast with uh, Noah Woods. Noah, go say hello. Hello, I'm Noah Woods. I'm a third third year student at the University of Toledo College of Law. And we have the wonderful chance to sit down and talk with Andrea Young as part of the TBA's First Generation Lawyers Initiatives. Hi. So welcome and hello, Andrea. Thank you. Welcome. We are going to actually, you know, turn the mic over to you now for a little bit of background introduction. And then we'll uh, kind of dive in and have some good conversation for our audience, which has some existing attorneys and some aspiring attorneys for sure. Okay. Well, I am a personal injury attorney. I help those who are injured at the fault of another. I have been doing this about seven years. And honestly, I think it's odd when people don't love personal injury. I just think everyone should do personal injury. I love it so much. Um, But that's what I'm currently doing. I'm a mother of three children. My oldest is at University of Toledo. Um, he's in engineering of computer science, so way above what I can understand. Um, and then I have a 16-year-old and an 11-year-old, so I'm busy. Yeah, sounds <laughs> like it. So, so um, you are a first-generation law student. Uh, what kind of brought you into the legal profession? What made you interested in it? Good question. Nothing, to be honest. So I started out in medical. I, for whatever reason, thought I was going to do medical. My family's in medical. Um, And so when I went to University of Toledo, where I went for my undergrad, I started out in kinesiology, which is study of the movement of the body, which is fascinating. But I realized a couple semesters in, it just wasn't for me. And so I thought, okay, you know, I'll try physical therapy. So I got into physical therapy. And again, it's great, but after a while, I realized it wasn't for me. And I think every major should have this, but they made me do observation hours in physical therapy, and that's why I really realized it's it's not for me. So I went into athletic training, and that was cool. I got to work with the Toledo football players, and that was it was fascinating. Um, But it it was not clicking. So at some point, my advisor is saying, "Andrea, you got to figure this out. (laughs) Like you have no prereqs left. You gotta you gotta figure out what you're gonna do." And so she did a good job of questioning me and seeing what my likes were. And she said, did you ever think you would get into law? Mm -hmm. I said, no, I have no point of reference. I don't know anyone in law. It was never interesting to me. I don't think so. Um, She said, take an intro to law class, see what you think. And I did, and I remember that first class, this excitement. I I knew like this was gonna be it. There was an energy and I was like, oh my gosh, law. And I didn't know what area of law or what I was gonna do with it, but I knew I found my my passion. And so from intro to law, I got into the paralegal studies program at UT, graduated, and here I am. So for for first-generation students, for sure, but probably for many other folks that went to law school, they might not have had that picture in their mind of how to get where they want to go, right? So is there anything you learned from the multiple steps on your path to get here to help put that picture together? I would say say yes, try things. You know, you don't know until you try it. And so I'm going through this with my son right now. I mean, he thinks he knows what he wants, but he has no idea. And I said, it's okay to switch classes or majors, but you don't know until you try it. So I would just tell people to try it, to meet people, to network. 
I'm happy to have people come to my office. I'll talk to them. I'll show them around. They can sit in with me, but just get out there and meet people and try things. When you had that feeling in that uh, first law class that you described, what was it um, that like really jumped out? Was it the subject of the law itself or was it that you kind of saw the law as a way to, because I know you said that you, you help people who've been wronged. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it Was that something you saw as an ability that the law could bring to you or what was that feeling exactly? It's almost like playing sports when you get that high, that adrenaline rush, um, especially if you're winning. But I think it was the justice aspect that I can help people who have been wronged in some capacity. And I don't know specifically what we were talking about, but there was something that resonated with me that it just... I'm going to help people and this is how I can do it. So from that initial excitement and then going into law school and think and kind of maybe carrying that excitement through perhaps, um, are there any like defining moments from law school that stand out in your mind? Um, I really liked moot court. Um, so judge Duhart, he was my, um, my teacher and that, that was fantastic. And I love the excitement of the trial and things like that. Um, I'm sorry, that's trial practice. I did moot court that was appellate. So both of those actually combined this getting real world experience and kind of being able to jump in. Um, that was defining for me because typically you're in classes, you don't necessarily see the big picture, but when you are actually being practical and you're kind of seeing what it looks like, that's when it started getting real and I got even more excited. So kind of building from there and thinking about those practical skills that folks need to have besides just having their knowledge base, right? So how can you, how can a new law student and how can somebody new in their career to start building those practical pieces? I would say intern, if you can intern. And so I was, I started out as a part-time law student. I worked during the day and then did law classes at night. Um, But you're not going to learn everything you need to know in law school. And a big part of that is human interaction and dealing with human emotion. And that's clients that are angry, upset. I can't tell you how many times I've said, they don't teach you in law school how to deal with crying clients. I mean, Mm -hmm. they don't. And so you also have to be a counselor. You have to be there and be empathetic. And so you're not going to get that in law school. Um, So I would say do what you can to get the experience, whether it's internships, externships, whatever it may be, just go for it. And for you, what was that internship that kind of made you realize like personal injury is what you wanted to do? Um, So I always liked torts in law school and I didn't know that in law school. It wasn't until afterwards and I had answered an ad um, and it involved personal injury. And so that's what I kind of fell into it, but Mm -hmm. thank goodness I did because that's led me to where I am. Um, But I always was intrigued by torts in in law school. So I'm glad Mm -hmm. it worked out. Yeah, and I I guess on the flip side of that is um, also the benefit of interning is you can find like places or areas of law you don't like or Mm -hmm. something you're like, this is not a fit. So did you have any of those experiences? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, because like I said, my my undergrad was in paralegal studies. So I worked for various attorneys, um, domestic relations, criminal, bankruptcy. And so I started learning what I I liked, what I didn't like, um, but... Yeah, there's some areas I don't like. (laughs) So as you were building all those experiences, finding those things that you liked and didn't like, are there any of those, you know, any of the folks that oversaw you during your internships or mentors that you still stay in touch with that have kind of helped guide you now, even as a practicing attorney? Oh, yeah. Um, Patricia Kovacs, big shout out to her. She was one of the attorneys I worked for. Um, 
while I was in law school. And so before um, remote work became popular, her and I were doing remote work and I actually worked at home with my one-year-old and I'd be on the phone with clients and I'm trying to keep her quiet, but she helped me. She was very understanding and so I got to work remotely um, and part-time. But the empathy I saw from her was just unlike anything I've seen. I, there was one day, this is when we were working downtown, she comes in and, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, empty out your purse, I need change. And there was someone on the streets who was digging through the trash for food and just this emotion and how much she cared for people. It was like, wow, we can be pillars for um, you know justice, but we also can help people and really care about people. And so that was a great example of what a good attorney is. Yeah. Yeah. And so with that empathy and kind of the support system that you had throughout school and being a first generation attorney, how has that kind of all shaped your perspective on practicing law? Um, I try to, I try not to be forceful on my clients. So I do, I wanna give them all the options. I'm gonna tell them, listen, I'm gonna advocate for you, but I am going to tell you what this is going to entail. I'm not just gonna surprise it on you and say, we're gonna get this and not lead you along the way. So one, I wanna be open and honest with them. I wanna give them all the options, um, tell them what it's really going to look like. And I think that's important is that we are open and honest with our clients and that we advocate for them, but we also treat them with respect. And do you think as a uh, first generation law student kind of coming into the profession um, do you think that's given you some abilities to be more empathetic with your clients or do you think that's just informed your ability to connect with your clients more? I do. I think that I'm pretty laid back. I grew up in Toledo, um, working class, you know, parents and family. And so I think that I have a more laid back approach with my clients. There's some days I'm in t-shirts and jeans and sneakers meeting with a client. You know, mm -hmm. some days I'm in my power suit and heels, but other days <laughs> I'm in my sneakers. But um, I've had clients say to me, you know, I trust you because I feel like I can talk to you and that you're going to be honest and tell me the truth. And that's to me, that's the most important is that my clients trust me. Is there anything that you wish you had known as a student or as a first kind of first year attorney about the profession that you know now that you wish you had known back then before you entered? I think it's going back to human emotion um, and it wouldn't change anything for me, but I was not aware of how much I'm going to have to deal with that. And I wish there would have been more classes maybe that would have taught us how to deal with people and the emotion that we're going to see. Um, so I think that would be my biggest thing. Yeah, so in law school, uh, some obstacles uh, that you encountered and you overcame, if you could talk about that a little bit, if there were any that kind of stuck out to you or even any that you may say that you noticed with your peers that you kind of really connected with um, that were also first generation? It was more personal for me because I was a mother of three in law school and working. So my time was just so limited that I didn't have the extra time to do the networking. Mm -hmm. And so I think I missed out on that. Whereas a lot of my peers were getting to know each other, getting to know people in the legal community. Um, when I hold events, I tell college students all the time or law students, you need to network, you need to meet other attorneys because there really is opportunities when you meet people and you know people. And so I missed out on that because it was classes where kids. Um, so going forward, I would definitely tell law students, 
do all the networking you can and meet people. Yeah. So how did you overcome kind of that um, inability to be able to network just because you had to prioritize other things? What were some kind of ways around that or some alternatives that you found that kind of helped you um, not be held back by not being able to go to those networking events, so to speak? Um, well, one, I had the experience since I was a paralegal. I had the experience that my peers didn't have. Two, because I wasn't doing the networking and, and hanging out with mm -hmm. peers, um, I took my classes really seriously and I got good grades. I was, you know, graduated top 10, magna cum laude, things like that. So that was helpful on my resume. Mm -hmm. um, so on one hand, I missed out on some things, but it did help me in other areas. And so luckily that didn't hold me back too much. No, that's really interesting, too, because our last guest, Monica Yvonne, was talking about priorities as well and um, had a different priority set. But I think that kind of like speaks to, you know, everyone is has a different set of priorities and there isn't one, you know, one size fits all or how you should approach it. So that's exactly. really interesting. Yeah. And just generally, have you noticed if, you know, the approach or the, you know, steps for networking have changed at all since you've graduated? So I hated networking. My <laughs> first job out of law school, they kind of encouraged me to do it. And we actually had kind of a business coach at one point, but they made my goals to network. And so the more you do it, the easier it gets. But I'll tell you, I still get anxiety going to networking events. Um, so I don't know that it's changed. I think people aren't as inclined to do it as much now, especially since COVID. I just don't see the numbers we did before, but I do think it's important to get out there and connect one-on-one, -on -one, cause I will tell you the Zoom meetings, um, I just don't get the same connection with people with mm -hmm. those Zoom, you know, networking events. Yeah. So Definitely. get out there. So any advice for taking that first step to get out there? Connect with one person and then from there, have them help you get integrated. Um, so if there's someone that you feel comfortable with, reach out to them and say, hey, would you mind going to this event with me? Um, or just take the first step and get out there. You'll meet people and there will be someone that's nice to you and that will kind of help you along. But you gotta take the first step and from there connect with someone and lean on them. I think that's great advice. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, I think we're, we're coming to a close, but one final question. I know that you'd like to do, do new things. So is there anything new in 2024 you're looking forward to? Yes, I want to get my CDL, my uh, okay. <laughs> my commercial driver's license. Okay. Um, I want to get more into the trucking industry. And so for me to do my job the best, I need to really dig into it and learn the ins and outs. So hopefully 2024, I will get my CDL and we'll see where it goes from there. That's very <laughs> That's exciting. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us and really, really enjoyed it. All right. It's been wonderful. Thank you guys. The Toledo Bar Association First Gen Lawyers Podcast shares conversations with established first generation attorneys. We are fortunate to have many accomplished lawyers and judges in Toledo who were the first in their family to attend college or law school. Join us to hear how our colleagues overcame obstacles and what they learned along the way.